0: Hey, welcome back to Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris, yeah, Mopad. bad. And we are having a fantastic Monday, getting ready for spring fling. I'll tell you this, Mo, just real quick. The temperatures are looking great. Now, there's going to be some rain potentially in the forecast, but the temperatures are like in the mid-70s. So, fingers crossed, that holds up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah we'll get we're getting excited about Spring Fling. And, of course, again, uh, George Plaster and I forgot his name off the top of my head, uh, Billy Derrick will be oh. filling the time slot. Oh, okay. So, you'll hear the golden tones of the plaz
1: ahead of his return to Tennessee the Tennessee radio hall of fame, 2022 of inductee. That's right. He hasn't been inducted. Yet. George plaster. Yeah. He hasn't so been. he's not the hall of famer yet. Yeah. He's, he's not yet. We got to get, make sure we
0: qualify that. <laughs> 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 he and Billy Derek will be on the airwaves. So we appreciate them uh, filling in for us while we obviously fill in our readers here in Murray County. And those of you who are listening to us, for Southern Middle Tennessee. <laughs> and uh, we will, we're, we're trying to figure out this audio
1: issue mm. anyway. So we have an audio issue. Apparently we do.
0: But nice. we'll get it worked out um, as, as we bring in Chris Lee of Southeastern 14, who is ready to talk a little SEC baseball tournament, which of course takes place this week down in Hoover. Hoover!
2: Chris, what's going on, man? Busy time of the year. Lots of baseball about to be played.
1: <sighs> Lots of baseball about to be played, and I forget, or I forgot, that the opening round of the Southeastern Conference baseball tournament is drop dead. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's it's tomorrow is winter go home for Alabama, Georgia. South Carolina, Florida, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky, Auburn before they get into the double elimination portion of the tournament that starts Wednesday when the top four seeds get going. But it is amazing to me that the defending national champion is absent from the 12-team SEC tournament field.
2: It, it really is. Um, I, I don't think that's something anybody expected going into the season. Um, you know, but it's, it's a brutally competitive league list this, this year, and <laughs> there were two teams that had to be left out. I don't think that's one that we would have expected for sure. But I think with the Landon Sims injury the first few weeks and the Stone Simmons one, too, that just took the guts right out of that team, and, and it just led to the, the collapse that you saw this year.
0: Is there any chance, Chris, that they are no longer the defending national champions because they will not be able to defend it after this tournament is over?
2: <laughs> I don't know the semantics. But I'm one to be honest. I just know that they're not playing baseball anymore.
0: And and so, so, you don't think they're going to be in the NCAA tournament? No. Well,
2: then there you go. Oh, they're no longer no no, the defending no national
0: champions. Their season is over.
1: No, they're No, there's. There's no way a team doesn't play in their 12-team conference tournament and gets into the NCAAs. If any if any conference could get 13 teams in the
0: NCAA tournament, it's the Southeastern Conference. <laughs> uh,
2: well, the, nah. the rules prohibit. If they're under 500 overall, they would have had gotcha. to win the tournament uh, to make it. And of course, they're not in it.
0: so. Gotcha. There you go. That answers my question.
1: There you go. Um, Chris? What do you think of this five thirty, or well, four thirty Central Time game tomorrow? This this Ole Miss Vanderbilt matchup in particular.
2: I don't know. I I didn't like the way Vanderbilt looked all weekend. I, I was shocked at how bad Vanderbilt looked. Um, you know, the, the tournament is meaningless for Vanderbilt at this point. I, I can't decide if they'd be better off getting a win or two and and feeling a little better about themselves after they left the season, or just get back to Nashville, rest, and, and get a new plan going forward. Uh, I, I don't ever remember it, – it's been a long time since I remember them going to Hoover off that kind of weekend, and it just was it, – it's just a really strange feeling seeing them give up, what was it, 42 runs, uh, you know, having so much to play for. Half where, of those
1: in one I game. if they
2: win – yeah, and I think if they win two or three of that series, they're hosting. Um mm-hmm and they're going to Hoover with the chance to play for a national seat because their RPI is what for today. Um, instead they, they had about the worst series I ever remember a Tim Corbin team playing. And, and now they made an Ole Miss team that basically, um, you know, the, Ole Miss was given almost a death sentence about three weeks ago. And now Ole Miss, um, is probably going to be in the NCAA tournament too. And, and really on pretty even footing with Vanderbilt in terms of the record and everything. It, it's a, uh, I don't think it's one that either program would have expected two weeks ago for sure.
1: That said, Chris, Vanderbilt is the number two seat that nobody wants coming into their place. Is that right?
2: Man, I felt that way a week ago if you told me that, but they gave up so many runs over the weekend. Um, And the thing that bothers me about them right now is outside of Carter Holton, I don't know who's dependable in that rotation. Um, You know, Chris McElveen, I think, has pitched better than the numbers have indicated. Christian Little, I think we all thought was a a star waiting to break out, but he wasn't good at all against LSU. Um, That staff had trouble throwing strikes all weekend. Um, I I know hot, I know the ball was carrying and, you can make some excuses, but to, to be honest with you, I felt that way about a week ago. I thought that team had been a little bit underrated. Um, you looked at the runs scored, the runs they'd given up, the schedule they played, which is number one in the country with the RPI, and I, I just thought maybe it's a team that that hadn't peaked and it caught some bad breaks. But the way they played against LSU has frankly given me some cause to question them heading into the NCAs.
1: Again, the other matchups, um, breakfast with the SEC at Hoover, number six seed Georgia against number 11 Alabama. That's a 9.30 start central time on the SEC network at 1 o'clock central. You've got number seven seed Florida, number 10 South Carolina. Again, Vanderbilt, no miss at 4.30 central. And the nightcap at 8 o'clock, which (laughs) – it will not be at eight o'clock, but, um, number five, Auburn and number no. 12, Kentucky. <laughs> so, um, that's tomorrow's slate. And again, those are, those are winter go home ball games. Um, besides this old Miss Vanderbilt, which is number eight and number nine, what's the most captivating matchup tomorrow, Chris? South Carolina, Georgia could be
2: interesting. Um. Just because both those teams have got some guys that can pitch a little bit. Um, Carolina has issues scoring runs. I mean, frankly, all of them are interesting in some form or fashion just because the league was that competitive this year and you really never knew how a series was going to turn out. Um, you know, for example, uh, Kentucky beating Tennessee a few weekends ago. Auburn, Kentucky is interesting. That's a rematch of the series that just happened, it was competitive. Um, you know, like anything else, a lot of what goes on depends on, I think, how bad a team wants to be there. Some teams go into that tournament playing to win it, and some teams, uh, play with it with an air of indifference. But I think, I think honestly, and I don't mean to give you a politically correct answer, I find something intriguing in all the games. Maybe, you know, maybe the one honestly is Vanderbilt, because Vanderbilt was so astonishingly bad <laughs> last week, and it's hard to know what to make of them. Um. You figure they can't continue to play that poorly. Uh, they played Ole Miss down there last year in, in a night game, and it was a classic matchup that the Vanderbilt walked them off. You know, Ole Miss, again, a team that was playing, it seemed like for nothing a few weeks ago, and is now probably going to the NCAA tournament. That that one might be interesting just to see which, which teams show up in that.
0: So that's how long it takes to uh, get over getting drubbed as the number one team by Tennessee is uh, at least about three weeks, and then you can kind of get going again. <laughs> Getting drubbed at home. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah. now we know the answer to that question. How long does Tennessee knock you down? Uh, <laughs> boy, speaking of, it would it would be every Vanderbilt fan's dream, JP, to win this game against Ole Miss and then knock Tennessee out of the tournament, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> would that be
0: it? You'd, you'd, you'd feel better about that?
2: I I I'm like well outside of and Chris brought up about the LSU series, but uh before that, typically not worried about Tim Corbin teams heading into the postseason. Doesn't matter what happens at Hoover. Typically, you're okay moving in, but but he raises a good point. But yeah, that would that would be sweet to for that
1: to happen. There's no question. It would be especially sweet yeah, when in, you look you at Tennessee. Tennessee. Go ahead.
2: I was going to say, just to clarify, Vanderbilt beating Tennessee would knock them out because that's the double elimination stage that's right. in that age they were end. to get to it. But, 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 you know, I mean, that that would be a feather in the cap and, and something fans would certainly love, given the way that season ended.
1: Yeah, um, which makes it all the more unlikely. Not to mention the fact Tennessee comes into this tournament forty nine and seven overall, twenty five and five in league play, six games clear. Of The number two seed, Texas A&M. So, I mean, you talk about how competitive this league has been this year. Obviously, Tennessee has been the exception to that. Um, I mean, when you think about some of the great Southeastern Conference baseball seasons, again, Vanderbilt went twenty-six and three one year. Um, this Tennessee. 2022 SEC season has been as dominant as anything that's been put up in this league.
2: Yeah, it really was. Uh, that that record, based on the run score and, and what they gave up, was not a fluke. Um, you know, and I think the thing that separates them, people look at the offense and the home runs, and they did put up some huge numbers. And I do think that postseason is going to be interesting for them. I don't think you'll see as many balls get out Uh, In Hoover, I I certainly don't think you'll see uh, as many balls get out if they get to Omaha. But what separates them is the pitching. I mean, I I think most teams in this league this year had two or three arms that they they liked and really trusted. And and after that, it kind of became a free-for-all a lot of days. The difference between them and everybody else is they – and I'm not exaggerating. They've literally got probably 10 guys they can really trust to pitch. That makes them really dangerous. In any kind of a, a tournament format. And I, I think, as much as anything, uh, to, to me, the pitching was the reason they were where they were, maybe maybe more than the hitting.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And that I, we totally agree. When we, we talked with uh, Wes Rucker, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, at, or I guess this was about a week ago, and, and he said kind of the same thing. You, you've got four or five, and not just him, but Jim Callis, four, four or five guys who could play you know, professionally within the next two years on that staff. And it's it's kind of scary when you think about it. I mean, uh, a college team, that much firepower coming off the bump is, is certainly exactly what you want to have if you're looking to make a deep postseason run.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's start close to her home. Burns is a kid who could have been a first or second round pick probably a year ago if he wanted to. Um Blade Tidwell, I'm, I'm guessing, is going to be a first or second rounder this year. Um, I bet you Chase Dollander will, will be a first rounder next year. Uh, that kid, to me, is probably the most talented pitcher in the league, uh, at least among the ones who are still healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what Drew Beam is going to be yet, but he was one of the best two or three pitchers in the league this year. And, and obviously, he's got some, some more time to go. Um, you know, and then their bullpen, those guys have been around forever. Canella, McLaughlin, and and Redmond Walsh, and all those guys, and all they do is is throw strikes and get out. It's not the most intimidating bullpen you've ever seen. But they don't walk people, and they don't get hit hard for the most part. And that's just a recipe that, that, that most teams don't have. I think the SEC was probably as short on pitching as I ever remember it this year. But, boy, certainly that was not the case at all at Knoxville.
0: No, it was not. So, again, Vanderbilt and Ole Miss, 4.30, single elimination. Winner moves on. Loser goes home and awaits the call from the NCAA, hopefully. Uh, Should be a good one. And then the winner, of course, faces Tennessee uh, Wednesday at 4.30. Again, all of this at the Hoover Metropolitan Stadium affectionately known as the Met. So all of those, all of the SEC tournament games will be played there. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can follow Chris Lee at Chris Lee 70 on Twitter. And of course, 14 at 14 Southeastern on Twitter or Southeastern 14.com. Chris, thanks so much for taking some time with us, man. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Got it, man. Well, let's take a quick break. We got several things we need to get to, including the Braves segment. Mm -hmm. So, a few things we want to get to in the next segment. So, stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll return after this.